One of the biggest things that we see when we get new clients that have been doing their own books is that they are forgetting or they don't know they can add transactions that they booked on personal cards Hmm. or they are not gathering all of the transactions on personal cards. Welcome to the Know Your Worth show where we teach you how to think about your money differently so that you can achieve your sexy money goals. I'm Sydney, your money maven and owner of Know Your Worth. And I'm Kristen, Sid's dime piece bestie, team member, and busy mama twins, here to make sure that those of us without a financial degree can still level up with each episode. Let's get started on reaching your next goal. Welcome to the Know Your Worth podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Sydney Conway, your money maven. And I'm Sid's dime piece bestie and assistant, Kristen, here to listen and ask the questions that you're not here to ask. Yeah. Welcome to episode 21. Yeah, we're back. We're back with a red flag episode. Mm, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Mistakes that Sid has seen. <laughs> we are talking red flags of doing your own books. So DIY bookkeeping mistakes. Dumpster fires. Yes. Mm-hmm. And things that we've seen clients do, things that we can fix, mm-hmm. things that we can very easily fix if we're still in the tax time period, you haven't filed taxes or you amend for a prior period, but sometimes That's a lot of effort. So one of the biggest things that we see when we get new clients that have been doing their own books is that they are forgetting or they don't know they can add transactions that they booked on personal cards Hmm. or they are not gathering all of the transactions on personal cards. Can you give me an example? Mm -hmm. So say you're starting out your business and you open your business bank account, but you don't have a lot of sales yet. So you have your business banking card and you have some sales coming in, but you have to buy something big. You have to buy a new laptop. You have to buy a desk. You have to buy something else related to your business. So you have to use your personal card because that's where you have the funds. You haven't transferred that money into the business and then use the business account. Mm. You just go and swipe your credit card, your personal card. The business owners are forgetting to add those transactions into their books. Okay. Because if you're doing your own bookkeeping in QuickBooks, for example, you typically would hook up your bank or your credit card to QuickBooks so it gathers all the transactions automatically. You're not going to hook up your personal cards because you don't want your personal transactions to be a business expense. So people forget that they had transactions on other cards to manually enter them. them. And you can manually enter them. And that's what a lot of people do not realize. They kind of set it and forget it and just start swiping for 12 months. Exactly. And then it's like a big, yep, big problem. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yes, absolutely. So separating your business and personal expenses is really big. So it's good to do that. And so a lot of the times we see new business owners using one card for their business expense and their personal expense. And we do want that separation. We have talked about that in a couple different episodes. You really want to have a separate business bank account than your personal. It's very crucial to maintain that clear separation. Mm-hmm. So if you are someone right now that's using the same card, you're very likely to blur the lines. It's very easy to forget business expenses and think they're personal. It's also very easy to think, oh, all of these Amazon transactions are for the business. Do you see my and eyes blazing? Because <laughs> I'm just thinking about how many times I think I swiped my business card yeah. like, at Giant Eagle this week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It, I mean, it's it's one of those You're things. You're going to kill me when you go through my I stuff. I will not kill you. Don't worry. Oh, Don't worry. But it is something that then it just becomes like a bigger bear at the end of the year because you really right. want to go back through and like 
fine-tuned pick like them you all out just have like two right there and whatever just pulled why didn't i why didn't i it's okay because people just we're just trying to survive everybody's busy yeah everybody's busy and you want to make sure that you feel comfortable and confident in the numbers that you're submitting for your taxes are truly business expenses right because again if you can't validate that expense as a regular and ordinary cost of your business mm-hmm. it can be considered a personal expense and then you'd either have to reimburse the business pay the taxes on it, pay the penalties and fees on it, depending on the amount that it Mm -hmm. is. So you want to make sure that you maintain that clear separation of business and personal, personal, really as much as possible, just to make sure that everything's categorized correctly and you're protecting yourself. I wanted to tell you, so you worked with Annie a little bit to get her straightened out. And I was having dinner with dinner with her. This is one of my friends that was a client of Sydney's. And she was like, I feel so much better about my business right now because I did what Sydney said and I got a business (laughs) card and a business account. And she's like, and I'm actually tracking like what I'm making and I don't feel as anxious anymore because I am trying so hard to keep it separate. Yeah. 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 So once you make the move and like train yourself. Mm -hmm. And when people have a tendency to get stressed about their business because they don't feel like they're making enough. If they are combining the business and personal, how do you know what your business is making on a month to month? You just feel like there's Mm -hmm. no money in it. Meanwhile, your business could be doing great. Mm -hmm. You're just spending too much on a personal level. So you're Mm -hmm. taking all the funds out. Right. And that's fine. If you need the funds, you need the funds, but you just want to make sure that you're transferring it out into your personal account and then using it from there Mm -hmm. because then you know what your business is making you know that you're keeping your expenses clean. Mm-hmm. And then it makes it a little bit easier to see what you actually need to budget for on a personal level. Right. Because that's where you're spending from on the personal side. So you can say, oh, it's not the business that's losing money. It's me. <laughs> you know, right. like I went to Target too many times this right. month. I spent too much money on Amazon this month. I brought, so. in, I brought an electric here. These <laughs> removal system. Yes. We've yes. been really going back and forth about yeah. this. Should we buy it? Should we, we don't buy know. the spray tan machine? We're not actually sure. I just, I really feel like I did the right girl math on that this week. And I really feel like it's worth it. It's going to pay off. Like five times. It's, yeah. it's pay for, it pays for itself. We can charge people like locally to come step yeah. into our booth. Pay for itself in a month. It would. Yeah. It would. Another business. Here we go. Map Spa. Maverick Spa. We already have a nail kit here. Uh, if we get the hair removal system. We get the hair removal system. Maybe a massage chair. Ooh. Write it all off. We have chirp wheels here. Yeah. So You guys need a spa day? <laughs> Maverick, the Maverick has a spa. <laughs> so you're telling me I have my business and I have my personal. If yes. I want to do a personal thing, I need to transfer money from my business to my personal, then swipe my personal card. Yes, so that is the... it doesn't matter the... if I have 2,500 owner draws. Yes. For $100. Yeah, doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't matter. That's the clean way to do it. Mm-hmm. It absolutely happens where business owners swipe their business card for personal things or click the wrong thing on Amazon and and use that card for personal. If that's the case, that's also just considered an owner draw or shareholder loan. So you would still hit those accounts. It would just be instead of it being a withdrawal, enter into the personal, mm-hmm. it would be owner draw right away for the Amazon transaction. It wouldn't be an expense for the business. It would be an owner draw or a shareholder loan, depending on the structure of your business. So the other thing that you can be doing is reimbursing yourself too. So if you are spending the money on your personal card for your business, you don't necessarily have to never get that money back. You know, it can be that you add it as a business expense, but then you can pull the money back out of the business and reimburse yourself and it's not income. You know, it's, you're not paying yourself. Oh, okay. You're just reimbursing yourself. Just reimbursing. So you can, you know, say I used my personal card for a laptop for my business or, or let me use something smaller, a book for my business. It was a, 
a training manual or something like that. I use my personal card, but this is a business expense. I want to add in, you know, an office supply, office expense, things like that, training, education, whatever categories you have, whatever accounts you have. If I'm taking that money out of my business account and I'm reimbursing my personal, it's just a reimbursement. It's not an owner draw. It would be just a reimbursement of And you that. would just label it as like reimbursement for a laptop. Yeah. Yeah. And as long as you have like the receipt and documentation. Mm -hmm. And typically, I mean, you can net those out in the owner draw or the shareholder loan account, but net net, they won't have any tax implication. So the journal entries for something like that would be, oh, I bought this book. It's $25 increase in office supplies or educational materials or whatever it is. And then so it'd be an increase in that and it would be an increase in the owner contributions. What's the difference between owner contribution and owner draw? Same thing. Same, same thing. So thing. owner draw typically means you're taking the money out. Owner contributions means it going, it's going you're in. Reimbursing. We see some business owners have two accounts, one owner draw and one owner contribution. We a lot of the times see business owners just have one and it's called owner draw because once your business is well and established, the goal would be that you don't have to keep funding it with personal money. Mm -hmm. So you can net them right there and have owner draw or contribution mm -hmm. in one account, but you don't have to have two separate ones. We do see that a lot where you'd have two separate ones and we also see it where it's combined. You know, it's it's however you want to track it. And if you wanted to look at the inflows and the outflows, you would just download the detail for that account, any of the positives or, you know, owner contributions and any of the negatives or owner draw. So owner contribution and owner draw is, is kind of the same account there. If you are an S Corp, you might use a shareholder loan account instead of an owner draw okay. account. It depends on the type of transaction. It depends on the nature of the business. There's a couple different reasons why you might want to consider it a loan instead of a distribution. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's something that your bookkeeper or your tax accountant can help with too. For that journal entry though, so it's an increase to the like educational materials, office supplies, increase to the owner draw contribution account. Mm -hmm. And then whenever you reimburse yourself, it'd be a decrease to the owner draw contribution account and a decrease to cash. So you'd take the cash out and then that owner draw contribution account would be net zero, no change. And so then it would look like your cash went down and you spent the money on office supplies. So it's really just being, again, disciplined yep. and aware of yep. how you're using your money and from what account. Mm -hmm. And be detailed in the transactions. And this is one of the reasons why I'm not a huge fan of PayPal or Venmo. I was just going to ask. You mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. I'm not a huge fan of PayPal or Venmo because... Most of the time, business owners don't track things correctly in there. They kind of forget about the funds they use from PayPal or Venmo. They're treating them more like a bank account rather than just an intermediary of transferring funds. Mm -hmm. So say someone paid you through Venmo. And then used like a little emoji and you're like, what did I yeah. buy the What was emoji? this? Yeah. yeah. And so then it's like if you don't take that money and transfer it right to your business account, are you recording the sale? Yeah. Maybe not. And then are you using that money somewhere personal. else and then is it a personal transaction or is it a business transaction but then say so say somebody paid you 100 bucks and you use like 35 of yes it. yeah oh my God. and you use 35 of it and so yeah. then then you deposit the rest of it into the business bank yeah but say you're somebody that does invoicing and so now that amount doesn't tie to the invoice mm -hmm. then you don't have an amount that ties to the invoice mm -hmm. so then you have to finagle what it looks like right. and say that the deposit is for $75 or, you know, $65 here. It was $65 and say $35 for whatever charge you did, but only 
$65 came into the bank account because you already spent 35 somewhere else. So that's where a lot of people miss. And because their Venmo might be personal and they don't typically use Venmo, Mm -hmm. it's not connected to the business because it's not truly a business account, just like a personal debit card would be. So you're not connecting that to the business most of the time. So people miss that transaction. If you're using Venmo and you get paid through Venmo and you deposit it right to the bank account, and then you pay something through Venmo and it pulls right from the bank account, that's fine. It's different. It'll record both. Mm -hmm. But if you get paid through Venmo, it sits in there like a Venmo balance and then you use that balance to pay something else. Mm -hmm. Unless you have that Venmo account connected to your business, you're missing that transaction. Right. You have to manually add that transaction in. And we have a lot of business owners that we get initially that do not do that step. Or they'll say they receive the payment of the invoice and say, oh, paid by Venmo. And then they have an undeposited funds amount, which we just talked about too. Mm-hmm. And so they have this undeposited funds amount that never goes down, goes down. because they never receive the cash into the account. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's why you're here till three in the morning throwing taxes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Reconciling <laughs> your undeposited right. funds account <laughs> and figuring out where all the money went. And yeah. <laughs> do you really have it or are you just double counting things? And right. Yeah. Yeah. So it could get super messy unless you, from the beginning, were as soon as you hear this episode, yeah. start having some discipline. <laughs> yes. So yeah. really try to get all those transactions recorded. Try to keep everything really separate. And if you do use your personal account, like that's okay. You know, we have a client that has a travel credit card for the personal card and they didn't have the funds in their bank account to cover this big trip that they were going on that was truly a business trip. The only reason they were going on this trip was because it was for a business conference. The whole time period was for the business conference. Mm-hmm. They weren't doing anything else. So this business is this trip is 100% business purpose, but they didn't have one, the funds in their business card or business account to pay for everything up front. And they got the points on a travel card because they had travel rewards points. So we just need all of the receipts for those. And then we can manually enter them into the, the account. And that's fine. That's yeah. it's, it's a business it's expense. Legal. It's, it's legal. Okay to do it that mm-hmm. way. It's just not as Yep, easy. exactly. And okay. a lot of people think that if they don't use the business card, they can't get it as an expense. But you yeah. can. You just need the receipts and you need to make sure that you have it added in there correctly. So you want to keep the detailed records and you want to make sure that you record those transactions in the books and gather all that documentation so you have it all. All right. Mm-hmm. I think you are going to save some people this episode. I hope so. I mean, I just, I, I, I want these episodes, these couple that we have here, just to be like, oh, I didn't know that. Or, right. oh, I should be a little bit more detailed. And I recommend at the end of the year, you go through your personal accounts. So I'm somebody, I have separate accounts for everything. Mm-hmm. But I have apps on my phone that run through my personal Apple charges on my Apple ID. Mm-hmm. So my the plan app on my phone that does our social media planning runs through my Apple ID. My Apple ID is my personal debit card because that's just what's hooked up to my personal phone. So I need to make sure at the end of the year, I go through my Apple ID subscriptions and I see which of these apps are solely business apps. Yeah. And I need to make sure that I add those. And so I always do that check at the end of the year. If you have a personal budgeting app, as we go through our personal budgets, if I see something that comes through that's a business expense, I'll tag it with business. Okay. And then I know at the end of the year, I just have to look at that transaction code in the Rocket Money app, mm-hmm. and I'll have all of the stuff that's flowed through my personal without realizing it. You mm-hmm. don't have to really think about exactly. it. Exactly. That's a great tip. Yeah, exactly. So, And because they all flow through my phone, typically like my Apple expenses and stuff like that, it's very easy to get all the receipts for that 
if we need them for anything. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I would recommend that go through the personal accounts at least once a year, scan through and just look at the ca- categories and codes and stuff and make mm-hmm. sure you're not paying for anything on your business that should be reimbursed. My Adobe expense was on my phone for a long time and I didn't know that. So I need to make yeah. sure that all gets into our business account. So those are some big ones. Always consult with an accountant or a bookkeeper. If you are mixing, if you are keeping things separate, but you want to be adding things back and forth, consult with a tax accountant or a bookkeeper, a professional just on what you could be putting back into your business. If there's, you know, really specific transactions or processes that you want some guidance on, they can absolutely help you with some of that too. And then if you have multiple business owners and there's multiple people that have access to the business funds, try to establish a policy, you know, going forward for things. If, you know, when you do use your personal card and you need reimbursed, how is that? How do you get reimbursed for it? When you're an employee at another company, it does get a little bit easier because there's typically a lot of like expense reimbursement systems. Like I know Gusto has an expense reimbursement system. ADP does where you can go on and apply for reimbursement from your boss, you know, something like that, like where you can go and submit it and then it gets reimbursed through your paycheck. But say you don't have something like that and you as the business owner are looking to reimburse your co-owners, how are you documenting that? Are you getting receipts from them so that you're keeping the books correctly? Try to establish a policy of is somebody manipulating this where like they're saying like, oh, I use my personal card for this or this or this, you know, what documentation are you getting to make sure that's accurate? And are you trying to prevent that going forward so that things stay clean too? Okay. Yeah. Those are great tips. Yeah. Again, saving lives. (laughs) I don't know about that. Saving lives, saving bank accounts. That was always like the one thing that we used to say actually when I was at, uh, uh, when I was an auditor for a larger firm was when people would get really stressed out. We were like, okay, we're not saving lives. Like we're not, yeah, this, this we're not saving surgery. lives here. We're not, this is okay. Yeah. Everybody take a deep breath. Like yeah. we are not saving lives here, <laughs> but yeah. All yeah, right, cool. Good stuff. Well, thanks. Sing. Absolutely. Tune in next week for mm-hmm. episode 22. Uh, I don't know about you. I was hoping you were going to do that. <laughs> I had to think. My meds are wearing off. <laughs> Time for another Celsius. Let's go. Have a great day, everyone. Let us know if you have any questions on it. As always. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. (laughs) I regret singing. If you found a bit of inspiration in this episode for achieving your sexy money goals, click the subscribe button on your favorite podcast app or YouTube so that you never miss an episode. 